You know, Ren, as one does during the holidays, I'm back at my childhood home and I found an interesting piece of paper taped to my wall. Oh, tell me more. Yes. Um, it is the New Year's resolutions I set for myself at the beginning of 2020. Wow. Before I knew anything was going down. I mean, did you have one for 2021 or by that point were you like, it's not worth it? <laughs> yeah, I think that was my exact thought process. At the beginning of 2021, I was like, I literally did not keep any of the ones from 2020, understandably. Yeah, right. A lot happened. New Year's resolutions kind of went out the door in that one for sure. But I think I was like, you know what? I'd rather live a life where I am always striving to be the best person instead of striving to be the best person I can be in the first month of the year. Yeah. I think that, you know, that that philosophy makes sense. You should kind of just have ongoing resolutions as opposed to, you know, just that first month bliss when everyone's feeling really motivated. And we're not shaming the people who want to make New Year's resolutions because we oh, yeah. think it's a great way to start off on a journey that you want to be on. But you know what? Wasn't the thing for me. It wasn't for me. Didn't accomplish any of those uh, 2020 goals, did you? Nope, none of them. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today in our episode about New Year's resolutions. I'm Aria. And I'm Ren. And let's get into it. Inherently, in every single human society, there is a little bit of psychology and historical belief behind why we do the things we do. New Year's resolutions, that's huge. Everybody in every culture does it. Yeah, it seems pretty popular uh, globally. I guess, you know, like springtime, just the spirit of renewal. Yeah. I have my relatives in India ask me, so what are your New Year's resolutions this year? And I am unable to answer them every single time. I've never really been a resolutions person. But in the past, there are records of the Babylonians who lived over 4,000 years ago, and they had resolutions. They believed that whatever a person did on the first day of the year had significant effects on their lives all year long. So obviously, you're doing something on the first day of the year, It's going to affect your entire life for that year. So the Babylonians thought that that was important. I don't like to think about that because I can barely remember what I did like on the first. (laughs) I don't know. I don't use like the new year as a landmarker in my life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like a big deal. I have different landmarks of like either traumatic events that happened to me or like significant events. Sure. You know, new year doesn't give me the heebie-jeebies, you know? Yeah, all right. Fair enough. But psychologically, the start of a new calendar year creates changes in our mindset. Did you know that? You know, I didn't know it was like a phenomenon. Intuitively, we all kind of know that like people are feeling renewed and different mm-hmm. at the start of a new calendar year. But it's some strange Gregorian primal instincts that we all have, I guess. I guess. And it could vary among different cultures or people with different religions. If people follow the Gregorian calendar or the solar calendar or the lunar calendar. But the fact that so many people keep making resolutions year after year, even when they do not or cannot follow through with them, indicates that they have hope and a certain level of belief in their ability to facilitate change, becoming more of who they truly want to be. 
Wow. That's nice. I mean, I get, you know, the phrase new year, new you, right? New year, new me. Mm -hmm. I guess that that makes sense, you know, becoming more of oneself, a newer and better version. Yeah. And it's always great to see people going for their goals. Yeah. New year's resolutions are, of course, the first step to some of them. They certainly can be. And, you know, I've had a few effective new year's resolutions, not a ton, but every now and then it seems to work. But I feel like more often than not, it doesn't work. Why is it that we continue to make New Year's resolutions year after year, even though less than half of us actually follow through on them? Well, for some people, it's a matter of tradition. They've been making New Year's resolutions an awfully long time, and they're going to keep doing it um, for the comfort. Something about the familiar and uh, the traditional is very comforting to people. There's also a big allure, as we were saying, of the idea of starting from scratch, of getting to erase the past. You know, we have a tradition in my house where we sweep the new year out the door after the ball drops. And that that like symbolic start new, start from scratch, a clean, fresh start and a clean state slate. So that is appealing for a lot of people. There's also something special about resoluting about starting and and deciding you're going to do something. Research shows that dynamic norms, particularly using the word starting or other words that show change, are more likely to change people's behavior than static norms. It's easier to see yourself start something than to see yourself already at that level. Rome wasn't built in a day, you know what I'm saying? To dive into that language a little bit more, people are more likely to do something if you phrase it dynamically, like more people are starting to go to the gym five days a week, as opposed to statically, which is like people go to the gym five days a week, just a sort of a declarative sentence as opposed to a prompt for someone to start doing something. Right. And it all falls into the idea of bettering ourselves. It's easier to kind of accept the start of our journey if bettering ourselves is seen as something that we are starting to do rather than comparing ourselves to a level that we want to be at, but we don't see anything in between. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, Tony Hawk pro skater certainly didn't start flip kicking and ollieing. I don't know skater terms, <laughs> as you can tell, but, um, you know, it takes like years and years of, of building a habit. And that's true for a New Year's resolution, too, you know. Just because you start doing something doesn't mean you're a pro immediately. Mm -hmm. And most of us have a natural tendency towards self-improvement anyway. So that journey is made a little bit easier just by our nature and just phrasing things the way that they should be phrased. For sure. I think everybody has that like moment in their life where they look back on their middle school self and are like, ugh shudder. I shudder at the thought. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, getting out of that self didn't come from us deciding on New Year's that we weren't going to be that way anymore. You know, it comes through practice and an experience. Gosh, I saw a few pictures of me from the seventh grade. I had braces, glasses, and a Bazinga t-shirt. Not the Bazinga t-shirt. I was fine with everything else you said. Yep. It was red with a yellow lightning bolt and it said Bazinga. I will never let that picture see day ever again. (laughs) But again, going back to the history and the evolution of New Year's resolutions, like I said, it is thought that the New Year's resolutions concept originated 4,000 years ago in Babylon. It was part of a religious festival called Akitu, where people made promises to pay their debts. Doing so would bring good luck for the coming year. 
This festival took place during the planting of new crops around March, not in January as it is now. Rome was the first to celebrate the new year in January. The month was named after Janus, the two-faced god of doors and transitions. Janus was believed to look forward into the future and backward into the past. Romans would make offerings to Janus during the new year. A lot related to how we view time, honestly, as a society and how we view our resolutions in accordance to that. For sure. I never would have thought that Janus was the like originator of the New Year's spirit because it really is like watching that ceremony, calling it a ceremony feels wrong, but the New Year's bash that they do. (laughs) New Year's Eve, the ball drop. The ball drop, the big big celebration that they do. You know, it it feels very much like, you know, a time where you sit down and you simultaneously reflect on the year prior that you've just had while looking directly into the one vast approaching you Mm -hmm. that's like good symbolism so listen we can't thank the romans for much but we can (laughs) thank them for good symbolism and banging architecture thank you to the romans today i guess but who else can we thank for new year's resolutions around you know Interestingly enough, it wasn't just the Romans, um, but, you know, the people who were in the area at the time who also embraced New Year's resolutions pretty fondly, namely Christians. New Year's resolutions have roots in Christianity as well. So the New Year was celebrated with religious services and making resolutions as promises to God in the Christian faith. And many Christians continue the tradition to the current day. I don't know if it's super emphasized by like Christianity, but it certainly like carries on through tradition, you know, um, as as it does for for other cultures. But yeah, that's it's interesting that they made a big uh, celebration out of it as well. Nowadays, of course, the tradition is not inherently religious, and many people make New Year's resolutions and promises just to themselves. Yeah. Let's get a little personal, Ren. Let's get back to my 2020 <laughs> resolutions list. I feel like I never write mine down, so I can't really help myself here. Uh, but, you, you know. You know, I, I believe I had seen a video that writing things down Um, if you wrote things down, it would make it easier to achieve them or like they would happen. They were more likely to happen. But, you know, I had stuff like be calm because I am a little bit of a fiery person and I need to learn to calm down in certain situations. Yeah. Just be like, just be like, you know what? Sometimes my, like, sometimes when I get excited, it intimidates people. And I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to take that down a level. (laughs) I need to. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. I think that's a solid resolution to have. Lots of people will be like, be calm or like meditate. That's a big one for being calm. Taking a chill pill. Keeping it island time. Keep it on island time. That's what we got to do. Yep. I'm pretty sure you know, this one is actually a common one. Finding a physical activity that I like. Mm. I think physical activity, it was a sport or like some sort of art or something like that that I could do on my own and it would be great. Uh, like badminton. Yeah, I love badminton. Oh. oh, good. Well, there you go. You found it. You did it. You yeah. got that one. You got that one. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Yeah, but you know what? You know what another physical activity is that's really common resolution for people? Hmm. Going to the gym. Exercising more. The gym. And yeah, like going to the gym, 
exercise more, buy a Peloton. That's like a big one. People like get yeah. Pelotons on Christmas. And then I don't even know. I'm, I don't mean to like give Peloton free advertising. It's just the first like notable home yeah. exercise equipment I could think of. But um, yeah, they definitely, that's definitely a trend. And even like some gyms will give special New Year's discounts for bringing a friend and stuff like yeah. that. Population just skyrockets. It's insane. And there's also other things that, you know, going to the gym is not the only health focused New Year's resolution. There's also stuff like quitting smoking or quitting bad habits, mm-hmm. reducing stress. Like, I mean, I guess being calm fits into that as well, kind of a little bit. Overall, the self-improvement regarding health is a big one for people. Another like really common one is financing and and assets. People are usually pretty driven to save money or follow a budget or make like home improvements in the new year. Hear that one a lot. Watching a bunch of HGTV. Absolutely. (laughs) For inspiration. I I started a TV Ameritrade account, which is not, I feel like a 50 year old man, but (laughs) I did that. And I mean, you know, my new year's resolution is fill that portfolio out with something i don't know what that means i just hear people say it a lot <laughs> i watch some YouTube videos i just recently got a credit card like my oh, first nice. credit card so i guess like my new year's resolution would be to build good credit build good credit that's a good yeah. new year's resolution very helpful for for life need to start doing it it's it's all good it's all good you'll get it done but then another one on a less like life improvement I don't know, miscellaneous, like personal fulfillment is a really big thing that people try to do at New Year's. Like spend more time with friends and family, learn a new hobby, travel, the things that make us human, you know? Yeah. And that's something that honestly, I wish more people focused on. World might be a better place if that were the case. I agree. But we can't not discuss the capitalism behind these resolutions, however, just like Ren mentioned. Naturally. Gym memberships and the demand for personal trainers is at its peak in January. Gyms are packed, unfortunately. I, I like to go to the gym and I know that there's going to be many people. You know, I, I go to a 24-hour one and I'm just going to have to start going at like 2 a.m. to avoid the crowds because it's just, it's insane in there. It's crazy. And Another thing too, health food marketing just sort of skyrocketed at that time of the year as well. So grocery stores and uh, health restaurants, like healthy restaurants, experience a ton of influx in business. Uh, Vegetable sales just going up. There must be so much lettuce that is sold at this time of year. Yes, lettuce, the healthiest of vegetables. (laughs) Salads galore. Salads galore. And many people, like we mentioned for finance, they seek out advice for how to spend less and save more by going to financial planning services. And obviously, you have to pay for that. Fun fact. Well, it's not that fun. Only 19% of people keep their resolutions two years after making them, which honestly, that's a large amount. I, would, I was going to say a bafflingly low amount. But it is higher than you'd think because, I mean, if everyone makes them and we all know we don't keep them, 20% is actually pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what? Society's doing great right now. Love that. Love that for them. There's other things that society is not doing great, but like this is good. Good job, team. 
keeping your, at least everyone who filled out that particular survey. Thanks guys. <laughs> yeah. So now we're going to get to the portion of today's episode where according to our research and our lovely script writers research as well, we are going to list a few tips. Yes. Presented to you from the labs of the unfinished mind. Here is tip number one for how to better keep your resolution. So According to the largest study on New Year's resolutions, the largest study, it's in bold on the script, people, the largest study to date, people who create resolutions that add behaviors rather than erase them are more likely to maintain them for a year. So something like changing, I will quit or avoid to I will start to will make it more likely for that resolution to be kept. I guess that makes some sense. You know, it's kind of hard because once you've already habituated a thing, it's a little hard to unhabituate it. But getting a new one, not, not so not so bad, not so difficult, not as big of a hurdle. Yeah. And it goes back to the whole thing about the wording of I'm starting to dynamic wording. I think it plays into this one as well. I agree with that. I agree with that. And with that, I present to you tip number two to New Year's resoluting successfully. Find a good support system. Believe it or not, there's also a saturation point to the amount of support that is productive towards you achieving your resolution. In a study, volunteers got split up into three separate groups at the beginning, those with no support, those with some support, and those with extra support, just the most people in your corner, I suppose. In this study, support came in the form of asking a friend or relative for help and getting advice and helpful materials from the researchers. It was the people in the second group, the some support group, that had the highest level of success in sticking to their resolutions. That is interesting. I guess, like, if you give a dog too many treats it'll start to disrespect you rather than mm -hmm. obey its training. So maybe it's something akin to that. I guess it's also something like if you provide too many things to a person who is trying to achieve something, it is more likely that they will become dependent on those things rather than achieving what they can achieve on their own two feet. Do you know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah. Because I think of like a parenting allegory there. If a kid gets too much help from their parents growing up, they won't know how to how to do it themselves in the real world. They, you have to wane that support a bit mm -hmm. so that people know how to function on their own. Yeah, I that's a fantastic tip, honestly. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just telling people within your small central social group what you intend on doing instead of announcing it to the world. Sometimes that can be a little bit more helpful. That's true. That's true. Um, as long as, you know, as long as they keep you accountable and apparently don't help you too much, I guess. <laughs> Makes sense. Cool. Mm -hmm. And that brings us to tip number three, pre-commit exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Making the resolution at least a few days in advance of the new year instead of, say, five minutes before New Year's Day also likely increases your odds of success. That's because this kind of pre-commitment encourages you to anticipate and prepare for your new routine instead of throwing you in the middle of the lake of new resolutions. Dang, that makes sense too. No spontaneous resoluting. Gotta be ready. Gotta plan for that. Now it makes sense. And when you plan for that, that leads us right into tip number four, be single-minded. 
it is much easier for the mind to focus on one specific goal to make sure you're not overwhelmed. So if you have a new year's resolution you're passionate about, latch onto that and just dedicate yourself to that one Mm -hmm. and get that one done. And you're more likely to hold on to it. And I would say tip five is a sub tip for tip number four, target behavior, not outcomes. We make resolutions to maintain some sort of agency over our lives and no one can control the outcome of a situation. Remember, we can only really control our behavior, not the outcome. So it's important that we focus on what we can control, and that is our behavior. I know it can sometimes bother people when they don't get the outcome that they want, but remember, you've put in your best effort, you've put in your best behavior. It's now up to the forces of the world for that outcome, but it is not your fault if it doesn't go the way that you plan. Absolutely. You know, prime example, we talked about it already, 2020. No one's New Year's resolutions got done in 2020. We all we all dropped the ball there because things were hard and like we had no control over that, you know? And tip number six, most importantly, you need to make sure that you anticipate triggers and periods of lost motivation. It is perfectly okay to deviate from resolutions. Just be kind to yourself when that happens and support the idea of getting back into it rather than letting go altogether just because you stopped for a little while. Things happen like when the school year is going and there's like lots of tests or something. I usually have like a pretty good diet and and exercise regime. And if that slips for like three weeks, just because things were overwhelming, I try not to like beat myself up for it. You know, you just got to get back on that wagon and start the resolution over again. Mm -hmm. It's totally okay. Just because you don't get something done by a certain time, by a certain date, a certain some sort of deadline. It's okay. You have more time. Everything's going to be fine. When you fail, try, try again. And I guess that is our encouraging message for this upcoming year. We hope that everybody who makes a New Year's resolution is able to stick to it. And if you're not, that's totally fine. There's going to be another year. Everything's going to be okay. It's all going to work out. And you know what? I'm feeling pretty, I'm feeling pretty encouraged after this little list of tips. So I hope our dedicated writers have aided you as well out there in feeling confident. Right on. Well, this was Aria. And this has been Ren. And thank you for welcoming the new year with us. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year 2022. The Unfinished Mind is brought to you by the Polymathic Scholars. Our scriptwriters this week were Akshi Punk, Ariane Austria, Liz Knirk, and Ria Gogia. Sound designed by Jensen Richardson and Emery Mendoza. Produced by Natalie Lim and Sai Chirugu. Our publicist is Claire Nevins. Hosted by Aria Bakare and Ren Smith. Thanks for listening, and remember to follow your curiosity.